1: No music, no intro. Um, oh, are you tired, Ryan? Like, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> there's there's one team that will exhaust the fan base. Shout out to the New Orleans Saints for <laughs> just, just an exhausting week. Um, but now, 53-man roster set. A week from today, t- today is Sunday. A week from today. They will have played their first game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is still kind of surreal to think that that's all going to happen. But it's it's happening. So we had to, you know, just so you're listening to this episode to start drill week. We are recapping the the moves that the Saints made to get to 53. Maybe talk about some of the guys on the practice guide, practice squad, and then Clowny Clowney Watch is officially over, and he has signed with the Tennessee Titans which if you're a longtime Saints fan, like we were predicting this on Twitter. Like we know how this story goes. We know it We <laughs> all too well. <laughs> um, but just the, the shenanigans that the team tried to tried to pull to, to try to, tr- oh, we, we got a lot to talk about, but so I don't know where you want to start. I don't know when we start with the 53, any not- the notable cuts or if you want to just get into the whole clowny, clowny debate, clowny saga, just
2: let's just knock out the clowny crap. You know, (laughs) it's it's done. Like after the day, it shouldn't even be a story anymore.
1: Correct. So, I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you, so Jadavian Clowney, uh, free agent, all pretty much all throughout consistently, Tony Polline was indicating that the two final teams that was on Clowney's list were the Cowboys and the Saints to fit his criteria of playing for a contender. um, One year deal, hit the open market next year, get paid that way. Okay. So then new story comes out that the Titans and the Saints and Diana Rossini was aggressively reporting it that the Saints were all in on Clowney. They're sending coaches to Houston. They they they
2: they wanted him badly. Um, Tom Pellicero said he's sending an all-out blitz. All-out blitz, cover zero. <laughs> Nobody in the in the back end. Just sending the whole whole crew. And
1: I, you know, shout out to he actually lives in the the Glendale Pasadena area. Shout out to the the homie Wallace on Twitter. Who was like, man? I, I'm getting those, those, those Sue vibes when yep. Sue was a free agent, and and you know there was a picture of Sean Payton talking to him at some restaurant. I, I remember yeah. it, Ryan. Yeah. And he said, I can them Sue vibes, and I was like, as soon as he tweeted, I was like,
2: he's right. not wrong. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, he 100 percent right, right. <laughs> he, he was right. He called his shot. And
1: sure enough, it, it ends up that Clowney chooses the Titans. I think – I mean, I, the, the simple fact is two reasons. One, they had more money. They had more cap space. Like, let's – let's mm. that's, that's, that's a fact.
2: Right. Two,
1: their coach, Mike Grable, was the defensive coordinator for the Texans for three years when Clowney was there. So he has a yep. lot of – uh, he's very familiar with the system that they run um, yeah. and he played some of his best football
2: with yeah. Dravel being his DC. Right. He also he's a position coach before that. Correct. So Correct. They know each other. He knows all of Clowney's pluses and flaws, everything. Yeah, he knows what he's buying.
1: So he knows no. what to, he knows what to do to get the best out of him as a player. Oh. Now you can make an argument, even though this is no, you know, no, no offense to the Titans. I don't know if Steve listens to this podcast. This is not a shot across across the bow. To the Tennessee Titans. They made it to the NFC championship game last year, last season. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are stacking rosters for upcoming season in terms of Super Bowl favorites, I would like the Saints just talent wise on paper have a better team than the Titans. I don't think that's I don't think that can be argued with. You may say, like, oh, they play in the AFC. It's a little easier for them to get to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. I can, But, like, talent for talent, pound to pound, the Saints have a more stacked roster. Yeah. So then it comes out that Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport comes out today essentially saying that the Saints wanted to sign, wanted to acquire Clowney so badly that they were going to have Team X who, who – he didn't come out and say it, but more than likely were going to be the Cleveland Browns sign Clowney to a one-year deal for $50 million. The Browns would then pay Clowney five mil guaranteed, and yeah. then the Browns would trade Clowney to the Saints. The Saints would send the Browns back a second-round pick and then a player to offload contract. And if you listen to Al Breer on what he was tweeting over the weekend, that player may have been Sheldon Rankins, so they were going to yeah. send Sheldon Rick potentially. We right. don't know, but me. potentially since Sheldon Rankin's in a second round pick to acquire Tra- Clowney for basically a one year, $10 million contract. He still gets, in theory, he still gets his 15 mil because that's what he wanted. The Saints right. were only going to be on the hook for 10 mil of it. And right. the NFL said, you know what, Mickey Loomis, your cap, your cap Jitsu,
2: we're, we, we're done. Not playing with it. We just fed up. <laughs> We let the ghost year slide and all that. But this year, this is, this is not the NBA, bro. You out of here. I just – and I, I
1: made the analogy on Twitter earlier that when the Texans traded Brock Osweiler, who was making, I want to say off the top of my head, 60 mil per year, which is <laughs> really disgusting that I knew that off the top of my head, but whatever, that he was making 60 mil per year. The Texans trade him to the Browns, who, who had the cap space to take in that contract, for they get compensated, um, and they get a second-round pick for essentially taking in the contract of Brock. So the Brock of Brock Osweiler. So the Texans traded right. Brock Osweiler to so the Browns, um, and they get a second-round pick for basically taking that contract off the Texans' books. Right. Now the difference between the two situations is that they took they took on the full sixteen million of the contract. In this scenario, with Clowney, the Browns would have paid the five mil, and they yeah. would have traded them. And so that's where I think it caught up with the Saints. But essentially, if we're just talking fundamental, they're they're doing the same thing. It was a sign and trade.
2: Right. It was a sign and trade. And and I I know Saints fans want to believe that, you know, it was like a Goodell hates the Saints type of thing. And look, I buy it. You won't find no bigger Goodell hater than me. Like, that could definitely be the case. But I think it was just so deliberate what the Saints were trying to do. And I mean, in fact, they went to the league, double check, like, hey, this is what we plan on doing. Would you approve this? And the NFL said, no, nah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, this ain't going to roll. Because it was through delivery. Well, what the Browns and the Texans did, if you remember when it happened, at first we were like, oh my god, like, what the what are the Browns doing trading for Brock Osweiler? Right. I was was Like, what the hell? And then like a day later, I don't remember how many days it was, but it was like, wasn't too far, but it was, there was some time in between where we saw the full scope of what the Texans and the Browns were doing. It was like, oh, okay. They were just trading cap space at the end of the day, you know, but but the Saints, you know, they, they just kind of, when they tried to be honest, this is what we plan on doing. I think the mechanics of it was just too much for the league where they didn't want, didn't want to set any precedents then you have teams doing this type of stuff all the time, which I think would be great. Like, I think that would be fun for the league. Oh, it would be
1: fancy, oh. fantastic for the league, especially when you consider that the, the cap space, in theory, may drastically go down because of it being exactly. a pandemic season. Like, man.
2: Te- teams are going to need to find ways to get very creative and maneuvering the cap. Like, man, Picky need to give Loomis, like, his product. Loomis, like, they, they, they know this. They know this shit, though. Like, they man. need somebody. Like, I don't care. Even though it didn't work, man, I was just like, man, I, I respect them because, like, Nick Underhill always says, the Saints view the salary cap as not, like, a restriction, but as a problem they need to solve. So that's just how they look at it. It's like, well, huh, how do we get this player? What do we have to do to do it? And they out the scenarios that we need. What are the resources that we have available to make it happen? And that's what they do. And I respect it. Like, would it be nice just to have 20, 30 million in cap spaces laying around so we could just, <laughs> hurry up and sign the player? But, like, that's not that's not the game the Saints play. They max out their cap every year. It's just every year. Play. And I I look at
1: it from this aspect too. You have to respect, like we you know we had Will on the podcast talking about you know you and Will talking about the old days of being the Saints fans, like just how you know miserable old saints teams were to just think that you have a team that's so willing to go for it that they're thinking of just and it's funny thing it's like what they were what they thought of it it's not really like insane it was just ingenious it was just like right. that is completely super intelligent um but you have a team that's willing to go for it and really say like listen we're we are willing to do whatever it takes to win a championship this season. Cause I mean, that's what it would be. It would be for this season. Um, and I think as a fan that you have to be excited about that. You, you, you know, you have to be like, man, maybe they yeah. didn't, they didn't get him, but they were willing to do this to get him. Right. That That's impressive. You know, that's impressive. And and, it shows how far they've come. They,
2: and they tell you, if you know, if you follow the Saints for years, like it ain't over. Like this, the roster isn't set, so they they've shown they're already willing to let go a second round pick and a player who might be Rankins. So those guys are in play. Like that, you know, that pick and Rankins or whoever else is still in play. So if you know if something happens during the season, maybe a play player gets injured, God forbid, or they see somebody that's shining and they're like, oh, you know, he's kind of he got one year left on the on this deal. Maybe I can snatch him up they'll make the move. So mm-hmm. like as a fan, you want that. You want your team to be like, OK, they're going to make whatever move possible within, you know, within reason. With the resources within reason mm-hmm. and with the resources that they have, they're going to make the move. So yeah, I'm not tripping about the kind thing. I wanted them, but it was like more of a luxury piece. It was right. Like, it was something to have, but like still without them, you still got like a deep ass roster that's, you know, one or two in the league. So it's, know, anyway.
1: it's deep, but like we talked about it before. This, ha- this has to be Marcus Davenport's season. Like, it, yeah. this, this is – And I
2: hope, he, I hope he was paying attention to all this. Like, yes. Because it was about him. It was. Like, I know people were saying, oh, it has nothing to do with Davenport. <laughs> Stop it. And, Stop it. And don't, get, and don't get me wrong. It's not like it was all about Davenport. But you can't, you can't deny that he, if, if Davenport was coming off like a, tw- a 12-sex season and a healthy season, we wouldn't even be looking at Clowney right now.
1: It, it, it wouldn't even be, he wouldn't even, you would, they'd be u- utilizing that cap space elsewhere.
2: Else, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it is. Okay. Brooks said indictment. I mean, that's kind of harsh to say, but the Saints trying to win a Super Bowl this year. So, I mean, they want Marcus Davenport to ball out and he might ball out this year, but let's have a, let's just stack the deck in our favor. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that's all that was. So, and, I, but I hope Malcolm, Marcus Davenport just looked at it like, "Damn, I got to be on my shit because I might not even get that fifty year option next year if I don't, if I don't ball out." You know.
1: Speak, speaking of players paying attention, so we talked about Kamara Gate all. Hey, Adam, you kind of low. Oh, sorry. Um, I said speaking of speaking of players paying attention, we talked about Kamara Gate on the last episode. Do you just like as a player? Do you like do you see that? And he they like, hey, I'm trying to get a contract extension over here. They trying to pay he- <laughs> like do you try to get like a side eye of just like uh- I know
2: I, yeah, I've been wondering about that because uh you got Marshawn Lattimore, you got Kamara. obviously he's like first in line. So I know they like, damn, yo y'all, y'all throw you up about the play Cloudy, how much? Mm, shit, I just want my contract. <laughs> I <laughs> just see. want an extension.
1: I'm just saying, like, I think as a player, like, you, you, you notice things like that. Like, you would be a, you would be a fool not to.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and I mean, speaking of of Lattimore, like, we saw Trudavius White get a contract extension, where he's getting paid seventeen point five million. Yeah, that
2: that was huge. That's huge. But at least now you have a number for Lattimore. Yes. To work with. So like. And,
1: and honestly, like, I know it. Like, it, I get what's gonna to happen to the cap, but like seventeen five for like a top six ish corner.
2: Well, I'll our, take it.
1: That's that seems like that's whoa.
2: <laughs> I mean I'll take it. Like give me <laughs> that like I would go to Lattimore with that deal. i would just like copy paste that deal and I'll go to Lattimore like, hey, want this right now. Fifty five million guarantee. <laughs> well, <That's
1: cool>. uh, <laughs> but it's and like we're we're saying all this there's still a week before week one, who knows, like there could be changes even before week one even begins um, or even week one gets here. But speaking of that, let's get to the 53 man roster. So not a whole bunch of surprises, you know, in terms of, in terms of cuts and everything, I would say the one that I, I was either predicting, I I don't, I don't know if I predicted on the pot or not. I think I did, but just, I kept reading about Malcolm Roach the undrafted free agent from Texas, that he just kept flashing, you know, just in training cap observations over and over again. And I just started thinking, man, like, it wouldn't have shocked, I said, it wouldn't have shocked me if even Malcolm Brown, who they signed last year, the free agent, or Mario Edwards Jr., who they signed last year, the free agent, get cut. Sure enough, Mario Edwards gets cut. Now he's, you know, Ryan Pace's dumpster diving in the Saints. (laughs) can't stand that, man.
2: Imagine wait, being a... wait, wait, did the Bears sign him? Yes! <laughs> boy, Ryan Pace, boy, I tell you, that boy fool, bro. You don't even, he not even like he, even, like, he don't even, like, he don't even front. Like, he just like, oh, say oh, nah, I'll take him.
1: <laughs> You're a Bears fan. You see Patrick Mahomes gets a 12-year whatever 10-year contract extension.
2: Jeff Bezos' money.
1: <laughs> you see Deshaun Watson get 39 mil a year yesterday to remain in Houston. Like, as a Bears fan, you, you know, Mitch Trubisky was named the starter where he probably didn't even beat out Nick Foles in the quarterback competition, if we're being honest, and going by what reports said of who looked better in camp. And Mr. Trubisky wins out. Like, could you imagine being a Bears fan? Like,
2: I would be disgusted. I mean, they they are in dark land. Like, it's the roster isn't bad. You know, I mean, the roster is pretty good, pretty much. I mean, at least defensively, offensively, it's pretty good. I think, but you really just don't know because you don't have a legitimate quarterback. And I mean, you'll see what Foles does. I think Foles might. He's gonna be better than Trubisky, but you know it's kind of a low bar. So yeah, I, purgatory area because they're gonna do. They're not like it's not like they're gonna lose. Like they're gonna not like they're gonna win three games. They're gonna go like eight and eight or you know nine and seven and just like flirt with you enough to think they're good enough, but it won't be enough. No, <laughs>
1: Um, anything that kind of stood out to you with the uh, the fifty the final fifty three that's currently. As it is right now.
2: Yeah, nothing. Uh, like nothing. When I went through it, I'm like, man, nothing really shocked me. You know, there was the Benny Fowler thing, but that was kind of a long shot to begin with. And he did make the practice squad, so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if you saw him back on the roster at some point. Uh, uh, they kept Ty Montgomery, uh, which is, you know, that's a positive for him. He's been, you know, they showed, said he's done well in camp and. I think he should stick around even when they do bring Dwayne Washington back off of uh, the COVID list. Um, they kept Mark Callaway. That was kind of shocking to me just because he was such like a developmental guy. But, you know, according to like Nick Nick Underhill and uh, uh, Larry Holder and those guys, you know, he has made a lot of plays in camp, but he's really shined on special teams. So, you know, that makes sense. Um, they only got three tight ends. Uh, which is you know it's fine Josh Hill, Jerry Cook, Adam Troutman. Uh, uh, I was kind of surprised uh, uh that offensive lineman went to the uh, practice squad. Uh what's his name? Cameron Tom? Cameron Tom. Yeah. Cuz he has a good bit of player time, but I think they like some of the other guys and you know they got Caesar Reese now and yeah, but so other than that, man, like nothing really like shocked me. They they like super stacked at safety. Like here you know the safeties: Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, D.J. Swearing swain Jane, J.T. Gray. Like bro, that's <laughs> like they got some safeties, man. Like I did this Allen. He gonna do some shit. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be in his bag, man. Like, he gonna cook. He gonna cook, bro. Well, it look good. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Like he's cooking some. Like they have like three
1: safeties on the line at once I don't know it's 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 a it's a testament to how 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 deep of a team that they've built like it's a deep team something that we we haven't really talked about we, we talked about it a little bit but we can completely put put like the whole kibosh on where like we playing center this year like that, yeah. Yeah. that that's not happening um and we don't even know if he's going to play next Sunday.
2: The offensive line is a complete question. It's been a question through training camp, and we don't know what we're going to see week one. We don't know. I mean, no I'm I'm pretty much sure that Eric McCoy is going to be playing center, but who's going to be playing? Uh, who's going to be playing right right guard? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know.
1: Um, are you? Where are you like? What are you feeling like? Are you excited about week one? Is it one of those things where it's like it, it, it'll bring like a sense of normalcy of like, oh, there's football?
2: Yeah, yeah I am. I, I just kind of want to see football. You know, I, I, I can't say I'm really looking forward to seeing the Saints, please. <laughs> like, even though I'm not like super obsessive like I used to be. I just it's kind of nice not having those feelings while uh, you're watching the game. It is the best, like, like, the most, like most yeah, like my dog, my dog Eric. He tweeted earlier, uh, you know, just that feeling when they start the game. You're all hyped, like let's go Saints, and it's just start out three and out. I don't know. Like uh, <sighs> and we back here again, huh? you know, Just that every minute, even if they might win the game with a blowout or something, but just like. The emotion through a game, the ups and the downs. It's like, oh, do I have to deal with that again? Come on, man, deal with that shit.
1: Well, it's it's here. Like, there's no there's no running from it. Um, We'll just we'll see what happens, man. I like like you alluded to. I think there's gonna be. I I don't know what it's gonna be, but it wouldn't shock me at all if there be movement. In the season, they're making a move for a player. Oh yeah, that that really catches their eye. You know, whoever that,
2: that. Like the Saints don't chill. Like we know that. No, they, they do, do not, not chill. So don't be surprised if tomorrow something's had happen, something is happening. You know, have a Kamara extension or they make a move for a player or they extend another player. Who knows? Like,
1: what was your feelings on seeing like the whole the the chatter that? Sheldon Rankins was like in talks to be traded potentially over over the weekend.
2: I mean it made sense. I heard rumors uh from my sources that he was on the block in, even last year he was on a trade block, and then you know coming off that injury he had and you know three of his four years here have been injured like he's been injured all those years. so I mean, if you got a player like that, he's like seven plus million on a cap if you're able to trade him, that's $7 million off the cap, which is why I'm almost 100% sure he was a chess piece in that Clowney trade, because it would have gave you $7 million of cap space to absorb you know, part of that Clowney contract. And if you cut him, you don't get that $7 million. You have to trade him. You have to so, trade him, yeah. So to me, it was just, you know, it just made 100% sense. So even him, I was obviously, if he's healthy, I would like, I would rather him be a part of the team, but I mean, if you could get an asset to counter that, you know, I mean, it just makes sense from a business standpoint because, I mean, there's very little chance he gets a large extension from the Saints. Very, right? very little. I think it's slim, slim, slim to none. Slim to none that he's going to be a part of the Saints next year. So that's why they're making those trades it's like, okay, won't be, won't be here next year. And, you know, it's a gamble if he makes a big contribution this year. So, why not? You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I'm not tripping on it. I like, like I said, I like rankings when we drafted him. I was, I know you want big on him. I like him. You know, he showed out in 2018, but, like, that's it. Like, that's, that's all it. we got.
1: That's it. That's the that's, <laughs> truth. That's, 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 that's um, how did you feel about having the the first pick in the, in our fantasy football draft?
2: Hey, shut up, man. And <laughs> hey, what's funny is, when I, you know, when I signed up for it, I'm like, okay, at least I got time. I know when the draft is. I'm going to plan for it, this, that, and the other. And then, you know, my aunt, my aunt passed away, RIP cat, anti-cat. So, you know, I was on the road Friday. You know, I had to wait out, get off of work. And, of course, while I'm on the road, that's when the draft is going to be happening. So I'm like, damn, another year. Because this happened to be the last fantasy I was in. I missed the whole draft. I got the Time right. I got the time zones wrong or something, and uh, my whole draft was auto draft. Like it was terrible. And this this year I'm like on the road looking trying to check my phone. I'm your pick is up. I'm like, fuck.
1: You, you couldn't give it to Bree. Bree could have like,
2: oh, oh hell no, She's <laughs> crazy? So I mean I was I hurry up to pick McCaffrey, but after that man it was just like I was trying to catch what I can.
1: <laughs> well, uh. To all those who signed up for the hashtag think sort fancy football draft we we appreciate it we should good luck to everyone, but not too much luck uh you know it'll be it'll be an interesting year to do fancy football to to say the yeah, least yeah say uh, the least. <laughs> um I know people who like to bet on football are very excited and i, I like
2: man what <laughs> why my man Dorsey sent me a uh Oh, like, hey man! You want to get the fantasy? <laughs> the the, is, the like, buy-in was one fifty-five. You think I'm about to spend money? Like, bro, I just missed a whole. <laughs> I just did a, whole, a damn near whole auto draft. You think I'm gonna spend money on
1: that? <laughs> the buy-in is see. That's when you know, like, we out of our league. Like, if you gotta, right. if you got a fantasy football league where the buy-in is one fifty-five, like, I, you you shouldn't be talking to me.
2: Like props to y'all, man. Like do it,
1: but shh no, no, no. in in a pan, in a pandemic, I don't got like one fifty five to just blow on like a, a fancy football league that I might not even win. Like
2: Hell no. That's a Hell that's a no. bill. It's nah, literally a bill, man. Like shit. It's my phone bill. Uh, other but, than that, man, like I'm ready for the season. What you think about these these Chiefs? the little Chiefs uh Texans preview I mean
1: know? I I've learned I mean I knew this even even when I I just I don't I don't bet I don't bet against number 15. like it's crazy that you just can't bet against him huh? you can't I, 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 like <laughs> even like even in the playoffs when this year's past playoffs like maybe it's because I watched so much of him when he was at tech but like I just don't bet against him I don't. I don't care what it is. Like I remember. Like you didn't see the playoff game that they played against the Texans, where I think the Texans went and it was like what twenty-one zero halftime. Twenty-one. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught like I caught the point where I turned the TV on. And it was like twenty-one nothing. Like yeah. what? Like what the hell going on? Half halftime, and
1: then they end up winning that game by multiple touchdowns. Like I, so, I just wasn't it like. Well,
2: didn't they hit the fifty to get a fifty burger? Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs>
1: I, I don't bet against number 15. Like I that's, I, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you, you think they're gonna make the Super Bowl this
2: year?
1: It's tough, but like I I don't know what team in the AFC stops them. Like the right. only way the only way to beat them is you have to consistently outscore them. Like you have to put that pressure on. Like even even props to to San Francisco, but yeah. even to... to their, they, they had
2: them looking, like, bad. They had them looking like wounded.
1: Half? But, you, if you... That's a team in offense where if you don't put enough points on the board, like, you're... It's a it's an invitation to, you know, to get bit in the butt. And so, I look, I look at it like this. And I love Lamar as a player. But, has he improved enough? And this is not a, like, I'm a black man saying this, so this is not having anything to do about race, whatever. Has he improved enough as a passer? And I don't even, to consistently move the offense when he needs to. Because we saw what it looked like when they played the Titans. Right. The, the, the Titans just punched him in the mouth. And, yeah. like, it, is it enough for the Ravens? Like, they have Marcus, they have Marquise Brown, they have Snead, the, but really their number one option is, is Mark Andrews, who's a tight end. They really didn't do anything in the offseason to address getting more wide receiver help for Lamar. So right. how does that offense evolve? That, that's my, you know, that's my but
2: question. I think they're just kind of hoping he, he evolves, really. Right. You want to see that he takes that next level, which he did from year one to year two. I mean, year one, he he was not a good passer. He just Man, wasn't. He wasn't. It was, it was like it wasn't even good to look at. And year two, he was pretty good. He wasn't great, you know. He was kind of boxed into certain type of throws. But he, you know, he elevated from his first year. So the hope is he takes another level that third year. I mean, we'll see. But uh, I had I had the Ravens in the Super Bowl this year. Ravens versus Saints. I will say I, I will say this about the Ravens.
1: If you just look at their defense, their defense is stacked. Like if you just go yeah. on their line, they have Brandon Williams, they got Clayus Campbell, linebacker, they brought back Matt Judon, they got they drafted Patrick Queen. I wasn't a big yeah. Patrick Queen fan as whatever, but they drafted him. They he has more speed and coverage in their linebackers. And
2: you know they go coach him up, like you already For sure, missed.
1: for sure. And then they honestly, at least cornerback position wise, I know we talk about the same time in a very deep secondary. They got Marlon Humphreys. They got Jimmy Smith. Um, they got Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. Um, their safeties, eh? But young, just, they're young
2: guys, you know.
1: Right, just, but just But they're correct. But just they have a good, you know. And I th- and I think them stealing Calais Campbell from the Jags, like they gave up like a fifth or something, yeah. like ridiculous to to get him. He he's gonna he's gonna bring a lot to that defense just up front. So I think defensively yeah. they will even be better. Um yeah. so they have they have a they have a ton of talent. Ton of talent.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, I was on the end zone podcast. Shout, shout out to my guy my guy Eric. Don't can't say his last name, can't pronounce it, but shout out. But uh yeah, I predicted Saints Ravens in the Super Bowl. Uh, you, Ravens Ravens versus Steelers in the AFC Championship like old school Ravens versus Steelers like just slobber knocker. Uh, uh, could you imagine a Saints Ravens in a Super Bowl ball? Oh man. could you, oh, could, man. Hey, could you, you imagine know, you know everybody going to be rude for Lamar.
1: Correct. But could you and, imagine how uh, how as a fan, we know like we know how we get when we face athletic uh, mobile quarterbacks and how...
2: Oh man. Oh man, and then the Ravens like Drew Brees has only beat the Ravens once, which was like last year, like the year before last. Yes, yes. The, on like a, you know all the you know the like my man missing the kick for like the first time in forever. J-
1: Justin Tick, that Justin Tucker missed kick where his face was like wait what?
2: <laughs> exactly. And, oh man. but I also had the Saints Seahawks in the NFC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that shit?
1: Nope. Absolutely not. I don't want to. Boy. Boy. First, boy. So first, so you predicted first they would have to be Russell Wilson in the NFC Championship game, and then the Saints would have to take on Lamar in the Super Bowl? Nah,
2: man. Yeah. <laughs> <Check>. <laughs> I would check out. <laughs> just, just check out. Man, I, just, I just would not – I don't want any part of the Seahawks. No, they're not like the greatest team or whatever, but like Russell Wilson – He's just like he just stresses me. Out watching him like it's like, man, like I just uh-uh, no thanks. Um,
1: anything else, that, you know, any, any bobs or, or any like cuts or just anything that happened? I mean, I know you kind of been away, but anything that's caught your eye regards like the teams getting cut down or what have you.
2: No, not crazy. Uh, I saw Josh Rosen. R- Rosen, he got cut. Tampa Bay picked him up. I think it's a good move for him.
1: What do you feel? Oh, since uh, when we'll talk about this more when we talk about the the preview show. But like, what are your thoughts on Fournette going to the Tampa Bay?
2: I don't know, man. It's like <sighs> I got. I think. I mean, it's not a bad move. I mean, it's not like he's not a productive running back, and you know, he he should be a great closer. He still strikes me as a guy that you just gotta feed, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? To kind of get started, and he needs to be your like main piece on offense. But then there's the whole Brady thing. And Brady is like Greg Rosenthal says he's almost like an old line coach himself. So like he just knows how to get kind guys kind of in the right position and coach the old line up a little bit for the right plays at the right time. So you know he could be productive there and. I think you know he's a physical running back, but it's not like I was worried. It's not like oh, man, Saints, Saints need to be worried about right. Leonard Fournette. Like, like man, like go look at the Jays game last year. Like Johnson going to Johnson, he he was handling up on on, on Fournette. You know what I'm that, saying? That tackle, <laughs> that tackle. <laughs> but game one, I don't know, man. Like he might, it wouldn't surprise me. Like Fournette has like a 90 yard run, and everybody's like, oh, look at Fournette. Wouldn't shock me like, at all. It wouldn't shock me one bit, man. We we know what
1: we we know weak Saints Saints defense is not like <laughs> it's not like anything else.
2: Bro. So man, just strap all your belts.
1: Yeah, just have your, your beverages ready if you're if you're a drinker, you know, because it's gonna it's 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 fun, man. Like it's it's exciting to think about like we talked about just having something on that gives us a sense of normalcy with everything going on in the, in the world right now. You know, just yeah. having, not even just the Saints plan, but just the NFL and just have that, like... Oh, man. That, that red happy...
2: zone on. Put that red zone on, oh, boy.
1: Scott Hansen, like, that voice like, oh, Like, it's like, ah, oh, I've missed this. Beautiful.
2: It's beautiful.
1: Um, trying to think of anything is caught my eye. Um, I mean, nothing... Nothing leaps out. It's it, although I will say it's very interesting, kind of getting back to the Clowney thing before he closed it out. Evanston Griffin signed with to Dallas for six mil. Clowney's getting 15 mil from that's crazy. From the Titans. If you listen, it maybe potentially the Saints were interested in Griffin, but they didn't, they had their numbers set. So it's like, okay, if Dallas got him for six, like they weren't really to go like give him eight. But like I don't know, whatever. You know how it yeah, is. You uh, know how uh, Loomis is. When they when they get to a line, they get to a number. That's where. And, that's where and, it is. And
2: you know, career-wise, Everson Griffin has been a better player than Clowney. Easily. So I don't know. It's just. It's just. I don't know. It's weird. But props to Clowney, man. Like, dude, set back. He ain't want to go to no camp. He ain't want. <laughs> like, he want to just relax and do his thing. And he told his agent, like, man, I ain't. I'm not talking to nobody seriously until the end of August. <laughs> That's what he did. Like he followed through, and he got fifteen M's in the bag. Like man, fifteen million—that
1: in the bag didn't even didn't even take a physical.
2: Just didn't take a physical, you know. Man might show up fat as I don't know what, you know. Respect, respect. I will.
1: I will say in terms of defensively, if you just—I mean, if you look at it from the Titans' perspective. They're, they have a good defense, man. Like, their defense has always been, like, sneaky good. But yeah. if you just think about it. They, they got Clowney. They got the rookie that they drafted last year who started to just show out in yeah. Simmons. Um, Harold Landry, who I was a big fan of. Oh, hell! Yeah. <laughs> and then linebacker, they got Arthur Brown. They got Kevin Bayard, who's one of the most underrated safeties in the league. They got oh, yeah. old, you know, old Saints player, Kenny Vaccaro, like Adoree Jackson. Like, they their defense is sneaky good. But yeah. I just – it'll be interesting it's interesting to see if Ryan Tannehill gives them the old
2: rope-a-dope. Yeah, that's <laughs> the ultimate question. Like, I could everybody, easily... he, he's going to fall back. Like, the season he had, like, he was – the stretch he had was a top-five quarterback stretch. I'm not saying he is a top five quarterback. I'm just saying if you remove the player and just look at how he performed, he had a top five quarterback. And he's just going to fall back. It's just the question is how far? Does he fall yes. back to kind of like middle of the pack, 12, 12-ish, 13-ish type quarterback, or does he really fall back to like, yeesh, we really messed up giving him this contract? <laughs> yeah, contract. Bruh, I just uh, – it's going to be fascinating to see. Because
1: Ryan Tannehill's played not obviously not as well as he's played last season, but he's played well in stretches in yeah. the past. But you know he, he got he got the he got the bank he got the bag from mm-hmm. Tennessee. And if that if he's not the guy that they think he is, whoo-wee. yeah. Um, is well. one other thing we've talked about this before in the past, and we we'll get out of here soon is it wouldn't shock me if there's a lot more movement in terms of trades and what have you this upcoming season with so much uncertainty being in the upcoming NFL draft, you have players opting out. You're not going to have film and tape to to watch. I mean, obviously in the past, but not like this year's season to watch them. The draft in itself is shooting, shooting, like it's like playing darts. Yeah. This year, this upcoming draft, it's going to be like playing darts and being blindfolded. Like, you're not going to have any clue. No clue whatsoever. It wouldn't shock me if if I – you know, as we saw with the Saints, willing to give up a second-round pick saying, we don't don't care about next year's draft. We're trying to win this season. Right. So if you have teams who jump out to, you know, good starts and good records in the league and try to, you know, strengthen their team – I can see a lot of trades happening, you know, more so than in the past just because of that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It just makes sense. You know, if you can't, you know, if you can't cash in, if you don't know what you're going to get next year in the draft with these young guys, you may as well at least use some of your picks to get known quantities, you know, maybe guys that only third year, that still are under, you know, under a rookie contract that are affordable. You know, it just makes sense. It doesn't even have to be like a huge name, but just a guy you like, you know, you had a good, you had a good, uh, you know, a good uh, evaluation on him in, in college and show some things in the NFL. Why not send a third, you know, a third for, you know, a good, decent cornerback or a pass rusher that has some potential or whatever, you know.
1: It's, it's, I think it's going to happen. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how everything turns out. We'll be back next week doing a preview, sh- doing a preview show, previewing the Bucks game. Um, you know, we're not gonna give you like mm, all twenty two. Oh, mm. No, it's not. I mean, it's gonna don't be a, that. It's gonna be a, a casual <laughs> preview show. Um, we'll talk about some you know matchups that that obviously like I. Don't, I think me and you like the way we look at it is more like matchups that's going to be fun to see. Not so yeah. much like, oh, like, oh, for the Saints. Like, because we're not, we're not that deep. We're like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. like But, like, just being football heads, like, Mike Evans versus LaShawn, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is always just a good matchup. Yeah. Just to just watch. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about matchups and things like that. And then we actually have an episode scheduled for next Thursday um, that's going to be completely different. Not, we're warning you now, not going to be football sports related at all. Um, something that Ryan and I wanted to do when we started this podcast, the more we started doing it is like, we don't want to be boxed in. So obviously we know this is a hashtag things Twitter podcast, but that doesn't mean necessarily that we're going to be talking about saints in the football every time that we get on to record. So it's something that I've been trying to get a guest on um, for a while that has nothing to do with football. Um, to kind of talk about a different type of industry and that's coming next Thursday. So we're excited about that. And we're, I mean, we're in it now. We're going to, you know, we're in it, you know, we're in the grind. So just going forward, expect, expect the weekly preview shows, expect the weekly recap shows, you know, even if the, even if the heart the losses are heartbreaking and there, there will be some, if you're not used to this team, I'm letting you know, right now, there will, (laughs) there will be some, um, but we, we'll recap them all and, and talk about it on the hashtag Sing twitter podcast.
2: Yeah, and props to the Patreons that you know has contributed. We really appreciate y'all just putting forth the you know whatever uh whatever you can. We really appreciate it. Big shout outs to my man Chris. Christian. We see come, you, boy. Come on, man. My boy came and dropped that. Mm. I see hey, you,
1: man. We, we appreciate it. We appreciate appreciate you, Christian. Um so with that we're gonna get out of here uh i mean who that (laughs) go go saints man (laughs) uh with that we're out peace
0: this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding